0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to training camp at Bill Belichick's World. I'm your host, Johnny Frash, and today in the doghouse, we have a full squad to work with, Four Inches, G-Lo, Jimmy G, and Griff. Inevitably, there will be cuts, so you all better up your game. Uh, loads a terrible to cov- joke. <laughs> Sorry. Loads to cover, as uh, we've been away for a while, so uh, without further ado, let's get underway and uh, kick off question. Griff. <clears throat> okay.
1: Odell Beckham Jr.'s agent has reportedly left the Giants facility this week without reaching an agreement on his new contract. Uh, With this and various other holdout situations going on league-wide, have we now reached a point where players are too greedy considering the product is being watered down on the field and there's an opposing league starting up as well that will be taking in players? So, do we think NFL players need to adjust their financial expectations yet or not?
2: No. So NFL players have a very limited lifespan within the game, made even shorter by the physical nature of the game. Compare that to other American sports, where you've got salary cap. Actually, NFL players are not paid as much as kind of NBA or, um, or baseball players. So, no, I don't mean I don't think they're getting greedy. I just think they want a fair uh, a fair cut
3: of the, of the bill. So we um, we did actually run a poll on this um, back in June on uh, on our on our Twitter account. Um, and, and I asked whether, you know, with all the mini camps happening, there was, you know, obviously different times when people had to be at mini camps or didn't have to, depends on their different, you know, contract status. And obviously Julio Jones didn't turn up. Um, so it was, and we actually asked the question, you know, was it the only way for players to negotiate by not turning up by refusing to play or do they get paid enough? And actually, you know, can they then negotiate like adults? Um, they're still being paid that 's what we 've got to remember these you know most of these players aren 't out of contract they are in contract they have contractual obligations seventy five percent of people thought they get paid well enough to attend work. You know We get that rookie contracts aren 't great. Um, I think the issue is is there's a perceived um, unfairness in certain areas of the game in terms of positional you know salary for different positions um, which causes a problem and also as soon as they see the market value change for a certain player David Johnson has just changed the market for um, catching running backs hasn't he? Top code. And Johnson's been signed on a new contract hasn't he as well? Okay. I'm not sure. I thought it was t- just talking. Yeah, I completely I'm pretty sure Johnson has as well. So you can see why Bell is then ha- holding out, saying I'm worth as much, if not more, as these guys. So th- this is why it kicks off. You know,
2: there is there is proportion of blame to be played on, on the players. You take Aaron Rodgers' situation where he signed a contract in I think it's 2013. He signed a six-year contract. Anyone at that point could see that this salary cap was going up every year um quarterback pay was going up every year he committed to a value and he, he him and his agent should have been should have had foresight enough to see that you know in three four years time he's going to be underpaid compared to what other quarterbacks are getting paid now and you know i think aside from quarterbacks who might have three or four contract negotiations within their lifetime other players maybe have two um and that's the good players. They have two opportunities to earn as much money as they can for the rest of their lives. Most players don't even get that. I think the average lifespan in the NFL is five years. Five maybe. years tops. Um, that's a rookie contract for the first round, and maybe one other one other contract if you if you don't get if you don't get drafted in the first round. So I can understand why they hold out. You know, even in practice, you can get injured. Um, that could be the end of end of their season, end of their careers um, it's a risk they take it's a very physical game and I think they need to be paid deservedly
4: I'd like to read out a quote from for you and I don't think this is just NFL players so I'd like to read out a quote for you from the soccer player, football player Ashley Cole so when I heard my agent repeat the figure of £55,000 per week I nearly swerved off the road He's taking the piss, Jonathan, I yelled down the phone. I was so incensed, I was trembling with anger. I couldn't believe what I'd heard. I think it's just all sports. The amount of money within any sport at the moment is mad. And to get the best players going, you've got the market value which comes with it. And if you're looking to get the elite players, you're going to have to pay elite money.
0: Okay, so um, I just looked it up. NFL revenue, which is what there is, that went up 900 million last year. Uh, the the sport brings in 14 billion. Uh, so, yeah, th- uh, the players will expect the money to go up because the money coming in is going up. Despite what uh, politicians may tell you, the league has never been bigger. Um, TV money is going up. And, the, pl- and right, the players should get a cut of that rather yeah. than... Jerry Jones And yeah. the, the owners There is um, no product Without the players no, They are exactly. the, they end own of the, the day, product Yeah, yeah. So uh, If the money Coming in is going up Then the players Should be paid more Yeah It's, it's, it's them They who make the league So It doesn't uh You know Watered down It's not really Is it Because I mean The players are still Getting hurt They're still getting A, uh, a short career So yeah They should Doesn't matter They should. The money going up So the players Should be paid more or the fans should pay less to go in? I'll take option Possibly B. Possibly
1: both. <laughs> okay, that's a, a fairly well-rounded it is, answer. It is
3: a very, um, you know, the, the range of pay in the NFL does go from sort of $26 million a year to like $200,000 yeah. a year. You know, you've got people I'll paying. I'll take on, either. You've got. I hear that, but you know, you can get paid, you know, in, in you in in pounds that sort of money to do a you know a lot of a lot of jobs and. You know, not ones that you put your health on the line for. Um, and there is a huge disparity between what some players get and what others get. They, it's massive. Yeah,
2: you can look at that from position groups as well. Obviously, quarterbacks get paid the absolute most. And I think when Sue signed his contract with the Dolphins at that point made him the highest defensive player in the league. I think he was getting paid something like 85% of what the highest quarterback player was getting paid. That's now come down. I think Von Miller's now the most best pay, paid defensive player in the league, and I think he's at sixty seven percent of what Matt Ryan's getting paid. So that disparity needs to needs to be realigned. Yes, the quarterbacks always could be the most the best play position. He is the most important player on the team, but there are other important players on the team. We've seen Philadelphia win the Super Bowl without their franchise quarterback. Someone else has come in, and there's been had to lean on other players to to take them to the Super Bowl and then to win it as well. So I think. There needs to be a little bit of a rebalance there.
1: Yeah, that seems fair. Um, before we move on, briefly, anybody know what LeBron James's four year guaranteed contract is in the NBA? It's
3: probably
0: about 180 million. Well, you've it's, got to fund a school with it, whatever it is. It's so not uh, 180,
1: it's, it's 153 million, three hundred and twelve. Eight hundred and forty-six dollars yeah, so guaranteed yeah. over four years. But so so that's that's that that far le- away. The that's thing, that thing that I will say
4: with LeBron James, just in terms of recognition, name three other NBA players: Steph, Steph Curry, Curry. <laughs> <laughs> yep. One, uh, Kevin Durant,
1: Kevin Durant, Kevin yeah, yeah, Durant, yeah. yeah,
4: Russell Westbrook. So that was a struggle to name three other yeah, NBA I, players.
1: Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm not great. I mean, I can
3: want- name you some players from the Utah Jazz back in about nineteen ninety nine.
4: But the mailman came alone because he course, always delivered, yeah, John Stockton, brilliant yeah. player he was only little, yeah. Now, but that's that's the, for me. That's what th- you call a tangent. <coughs> now, for me, that's why he gets paid that because he is the most. He is the face of that league.
1: I agree. I, I would, yeah. If I was in that mode, I would be better. But uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't really watched any. I don't really enjoy the NBA because it's so singular like whichever team's got the best player lebron james has been to what seven of the last eight finals or eight of the last nine finals with various teams like it's very singular
4: is kirk cousins the face of the nfl i fucking hope not <laughs>
0: <laughs> moving on john well yeah no it's a good question but yeah i'm just looking at the 25 highest paid athletes and i don't think many of them are going to be uh, nfl players brady it's soccer players like Ronaldo. Ronaldo and you know Neymar, Neymar, Messi. You know they and golf. Like Jordan Spieth earns more than the you know the highest-paid NFL players. So yeah, bullshit. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's move on swiftly to Canton and the last weekend's Hall of Fame ceremonies. Mm-hmm. Yep, so Hall of Fame class of 2018
2: is as follows. From the modern era era, sorry, linebackers Ray Lewis and Brian Erlecker, wide receivers Randy Moss and Terrell Owens and safety Brian Dawkins. And from senior senior era, probably a couple of names not everyone recognized, Jerry Jerry Kramer, sorry, the offensive guard from Green Bay and Robert Brazil, who was a linebacker from Houston who had the nickname of Dr. Doom. Um, contributor Bobby Beffard so he was a general manager for the Washington Redskins in his time as an executive won four Super Bowls so a worthy placement in the Hall of Fame
4: wasn't he the water boy? (laughs) (laughs) Bobby Boucher yeah sorry yeah sorry always happens
1: I knew there is a reason we had you on this podcast. <laughs> so I think
2: the biggest controversy, kind of within that class, is probably Terrell Owens. He's gone three years um, and wait until getting into the into the Hall of Fame. Mostly that's because of off the field antics or his um, his relationship with the media, who kind of vote in the, those in the Hall of Fame. Compare him to Randy Moss, who's gone in on the first year. You know, there could be an argument that he's right to be a bit upset. You know, Randy Moss, Terrell Owens... They're number two and three wide receivers of all time. So one gets in the first year, one has to wait three years. Undoubtedly, that's because of non-footballing um, issues.
1: Yeah, it was a bit uh, It was a bit overplayed. He, he had his say over the last two years about how he felt he should be in there. And it was almost like the uh, voters for Canton dug their heels in and said the more you talk about it, the less likely we are to vote you in until it got to a point where they were putting Randy Moss in. They couldn't not put Terrell Owens in. Even Randy Moss had said, like, we've both got to be there. You can't have one without the other. When you get 153 career touchdowns for Terrell Owens, that's, that's bonkers.
2: Yeah, nuts. Um, highlights from Ray Lewis's speech, um, which was 33 minutes long. They And unscripted. And unscripted. They asked for it to be between 12 and 15 minutes long, so he went a little bit over. Did he
3: mention the shooting? Or
2: He did not mention any off-the-field antics. Aside from he still convinced there's a conspiracy when the lights went off does, in the Super Bowl game does, versus the, does, the Niners. Does nobody else <laughs>
3: think that Ray Lewis has been put on a bit of a fake pedestal? He was a great player, don't get me wrong, but do we not think that the persona that he tries to... Portray is not necessarily accurate.
1: Possibly, but that's the same with many people. Um, as a sports person, which is what he's gone into the Hall of Fame for, uh, I can't think of many better linebackers that I've ever seen play.
3: He's obviously got great leadership qualities and all that sort of stuff. But he, he does... had an off
1: day and shot someone. Yeah, apparent, uh, allegedly, that is, that is <laughs> off day. But,
3: <laughs> but he yeah. does. He puts himself out there as a pillar of you know. Of morality, I think, and I'm not sure he can, you
1: know, necessarily stand.
4: Quite Are you up suggesting to that?
1: this is like Hulk Hogan and the drugs in the in the 80s it, and 90s. It's
4: just, you know, he's just been reinstated to the WWE Hall of Fame. Well, bully for him! Exactly. A fake Hall of Fame, awesome. But innocent until proven guilty. That's the way I see that.
1: Yeah, I, I've got no problem with uh, with with anything he's done. Also, if he wants to take a shot at me, I'd be too scared to stop him. So, I mean, Ray Lewis, all the way. But you've got.
4: As we've said, there's absolutely no doubt about him as a player. Just unreal.
0: Absolutely unreal. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, uh, I'm, I was happy to see Brian Dawkins because I, I love him. He was uh, a great player as well. I mean, they all were.
1: There was, there's no bad players on there. Did you see Bill Belichick actually laughing uh, and smiling and having a good time when uh, he was... Assume, I assume a child got, got hit or something. No, no, Randy Moss... <laughs> Publicly thanked him for spurring him to be the greatest player he could be and then apologised that they didn't win the Super Bowl in the uh, nearly undefeated season.
4: Are you worried that Belichick's losing his touch?
1: I think between Belichick and Brady, this is it. I think. I don't expect we'll get. I think we'll win the division again because I don't think the division's that good. But Surely the that's Browns, it.
3: Are gonna Browns
1: are going to. Browns are going to do what?
3: Just smash it up. Maybe.
1: But I, I, I don't think. The competitiveness looks like it's there at the moment. I am not entirely sure Belichick wanted some of the players he picked in the draft, and I know he's supposed to be the GM as well. But it it didn't. It was a very odd draft. They knew they needed a quarterback successor, and they basically didn't pick one. They got the guy in the seventh round. Well, you're not going to get Brady twice, are you?
4: So yeah, but let, let's be honest. Belichick could find a cashier at Walmart and turn him into a Hall of Famer.
1: Possibly, but I, 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 think, I think the era is probably over, Um, but he's still better than 28 coaches in the league, I would think, so if that's the worst
0: you get in his era, I'll take that. Just just for the record, it's uh, one week before preseason, and we've already had our... Yeah, Cleveland Bounds are really going to have a good year this year.
3: <laughs> if you start listing their players... <laughs> yeah, I know. I know it takes time to gel, but they can't be as bad as last year, surely. Come on, Alan.
1: You do realize this time last year we sat and went, well, they've definitely won more than one game. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> definitely won more than one game. I was going to say it's
2: actually impossible for them to be worse than, than last year, but if they go the first, if they lose the first two games and their first two games, one's against Steelers and one's against someone else, pretty good thing. They beat be the, the Steelers
3: last year, didn't they?
1: No, they didn't beat anyone. Anyone last year? They beat the Steelers, didn't they? I think they ran them close. Yeah, I don't think they beat them. I think it was like seventeen, so sixteen, they beat or them year whatever. Before, in Pittsburgh,
2: in, the f- or in the, Cleveland, they're. One and fifteen. They beat the Chargers and yeah. one and they fifteen. They the Chargers. Yeah, they, they must have
3: been. beat the Steelers at some point.
0: Ever they, at, they,
2: same, at some point. Maybe yeah. make me feel better. Come if on, they, boys. they get close. I ben think, ben Roethlisberger is the high, winningest quarterback on that gr- on that ground.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, I did see that. Yeah, good, good point. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, alongside the so many, we uh, we also witnessed the return of uh, pro football.
1: Sort of. <laughs> we.
0: Whoa! Okay. Yeah. Doghouse goes wild. Note ignored. <laughs> Calm down, everyone. Uh, it was uh, just the usual uh, Hall of Fame game with uh, which the this year featured backups from the Ravens and the Bears. So uh, did 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 we learn anything from the Ravens' seventeen sixteen win? I didn't watch it. I watched most of it uh, in
1: sections. Um, we learned that RG three actually looks physically fit for the first time in years, including his stint with the Browns, where he didn't seem able to plant his feet. Um, he actually looked really good. Uh, I know he was playing against second stringers. I know it's one of those games where nobody's really full throttle. But he looked like someone who's basically saying, I'm not going to be on the Ravens squad. Harbaugh's only kept three quarterbacks once in his entire tenure at the Ravens. So Rd3 3s auditioning for a place somewhere else. And he looked on it. Um he couldn't have done any more in this game. So, you know, and, and the interception he threw went straight through the hands of the receiver. I mean, it, it couldn't have been less his fault if, he, if he'd have tried. So, uh, you know, for me, I was impressed with that. And Lamar Jackson as well. Um, he certainly looks uh, threatening, I think is is the phrase to use. Like, he, he his ability to improvise um, on the rollout plays looks exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him Joe Flacco's job isn't under threat yet, but if he starts to struggle with injury and accuracy of those deep passes, I I wouldn't want to be in his shoes too long. We know that Flacco's gone from the Ravens at the end of the season, we're fairly sure, because it's the first time they can get out of his contract without it costing them a load of money. You don't pick up a first-round quarterback uh, and keep him sitting around for long, unless you're Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I think Flacco needs to be on it all year. As soon as he has two bad games in a row, they're going to start Lamar Jackson. I don't think it's bad games he needs to worry about. I
2: think it's injury that he needs to worry well, about. Well, yeah, that's he's it. Not he's been b- if his back, the last goes. Two years. You know, it was the same with uh, Romo a couple of years back. They brought in Dak Prescott. Yeah, okay, he wasn't first round, but they gave him a lot of hype. And the first preseason game that Romo played, he was back in, and suddenly Prescott t- takes over, and, that, and that's the end for Romo. Yeah, that's the fear I think for Flacco.
1: I, I agree. I think it's definitely going that way. I, and whether or not somebody else will want Flacco, it seems likely that he's going to end up somewhere. But what sort of contract is he, going is he willing to take? thirty-one, yeah, he's, he's,
3: he'll
4: end up in an analyst booth somewhere. You reckon? Yeah,
3: he's he's taken a lot of big hits, and the N- the NFL has changed a bit in terms of you know they there is a lot of shorter plays these days. You don't, and it, his strength has always been just. Deep, know, ball. deep balls and you know yeah all right boys calm yourself down it's been yeah. a,
0: it's been a while it's since been you a did this. it's been a while since you've had
3: any deep balls yeah enjoy it soak it up enjoy it yeah but that isn't that isn't what happens now you know there's so many trick plays slant plays involving runners from the backfield it's not all about just stretching the field it still happens but nowhere near as much as it did 5 years ago
1: yeah, he's a cannon without necessarily all of the mental things required to run. He's a, a cannon modern without any offense. targets, Griff. That doesn't help. Although, they've, they've, they've got some one decent two receivers. they sign signed Crabtree now, and, and you know, I think that's going to be a I good just, addition. I just thought
3: that sounded good. <laughs> that was all.
1: <laughs> yeah, as a one-liner, it sounded great.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Um, they've got better receivers than they have l- last year. So they've got Crabtree. They've still
1: got Brashad Perriman on the squad. He will not be there. Uh, he will be what, cut, yeah, he's cut one so of my fast. favourites to be cut. Ah, uh, he's dreadful.
2: Um, they've got John Brown as well he was at the Cardinals last year. Um, Fitzgerald said he is amazing. But, but he's he, always injured. He's always injured. So if he can stay injury-free, then he's a legitimate number two target. Yeah.
1: They, they've upgraded as best they can. Um, in terms of the Bears... They played both their backup quarterbacks as well, so Chase Daniel and I think it's Tyler Bray. Uh, frankly, they were both terrible. There's no pressure on Trubisky there at all, which is a slight concern because last year, at least they had an experienced player who has led a team successfully before in Mark Sanchez, pushing Trubisky. I know Sanchez is never setting the world on fire, but they had a fullback plan, somebody who could coach him through. Chase Daniel's stuck around in the league for, I think, nine years as a backup. So he's obviously got something going on there. Ten years as a backup, I'm I'm getting the finger. Um, But he doesn't look good whenever he's given the opportunity. He looks like an interception waiting to happen. So I would be concerned Trubisky's not being pushed enough. They need him to be much, much better this year.
4: Tyler Bray has been in the league since 2013, and you've never heard of him. I have heard of him, but yeah. Was he at the Bengals? The Chiefs. The Chiefs. Who, I'd just like to make it clear now, won't win the Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not one of these people who's going to put their neck on the line and make an early prediction. (laughs) But, the Chicago Bears will not win the Super Bowl.
1: Agreed. I think I think we're all going to be unanimous on that one.
4: I, I really struggled in terms... Of, I know they're playing backups, and it's in, it's really a nothing game, is it? But I really struggled to know anybody on their team.
1: That's the idea. They're, they're basically making it as a, an additional practice to cut players. They, what, they've got 90 players on the squad at the moment? And by the 1st of September, you have to be down to 53? So, yeah, but half your team is disappearing.
4: But once you take away Jordan Howard, they suck. Alan yeah, Robinson, have they? Tyler
1: they've Gabriel? Got, yeah, the, Tyler uh, Gabriel and Alan Robinson, they're going to be massive additions to that. But it's all about whether Trubisky can find them. Because he was not good with the deep ball last year. And he was not Flacco's deep balls, was he? I so, I it, it's all about how well he adapts to, to picking out those receivers.
2: He didn't have any receivers last year. It was The receiving calls were probably the worst. In the they league. still
1: got Kevin White? Is he yeah, still
2: there? he's still there. Um, he's going to be
1: cut. It, mm, he could well be. What's he played? Nine games in three years? Something like that? Not many. Did, yeah, does yeah.
3: anyone know that Mitchell Trubisky is nicknamed Mr. Biscuit? What? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Biscuit. Yeah, it's a play on his name. I thought I'd just bring that in. That's correct. Um, but also, you know, we don't know how good this guy's going to be yet. You know, Goff, when he first came in and did his first half season, didn't look great. And then second season was just out of this world and you've got to think that they're expecting similar things with him leading through an off-season. You know, his passer rating was 77.5 last year. You I, know, I ag- seven touchdowns to...
1: I agree with you. He's not bad. What I'm saying is, uh, Goff had Case Keenan pushing him for the start, and I don't think anybody is pushing Trubisky. So that is... I don't like to see that. I like to see the young quarterbacks being forced to take the reins. Like, Flacco's going to cling on to his job, and if Lamar Jackson is going to pass him, he's going to have to be a lot better. But that was
3: only for one season, wasn't it? Yeah. Once they decided Goff was their man... Yeah, yeah, sure. Then obviously Keenum left well, I and... think,
2: Yeah, but I think some of that is down to the coaching team that they had. Yeah. In LA. And I think the same could be said for the Bears as well. So last year, John Fox, now he's got you know offensive head coach in, uh, in Matt Nagy. He's looking ripped. So I'm getting shown a picture of Kevin White who's looking pretty ripped. That's well,
1: because he spends all his time working out and not playing football. <laughs>
2: that could be it. And, but they've also got Mark Helfrick who's uh, the offensive coordinator to come over. He was the Oregon coach last uh, last year. Um, he's meant to be a, another offensive genius. So he's going to have Nagy and, and, and Helfrick kind of really pushing him and taking that role up which he
1: probably didn't have last year with John Fox let's be honest. Um, Kevin White was drafted in 2015, round one, pick seven. His career stats so far, 21 receptions, 193 yards, and zero touchdowns. He's played
2: five games in three Five years.
1: games in three years. It, it, I, he was an excellent college player, and I would love to see him get the opportunity, but you've got to stay on the field. Do you right? know what?
3: I'll take it back. They don't deserve any fucking money. They don't even play.
4: <laughs> I think Kevin White's an interesting one, because since you've been mentioning him, I've been frantically scouring the internet. And he's, Did you it, find anything other than porn? Uh, there's loads of it on the internet. <laughs> it's everywhere. So once i stop stopped looking at that, Kevin White apparently is in the shape of his life. He's been improving during practice. All the bears want him to do is to stop being so hard on himself.
2: That's the line for pretty much every player in preseason. Yeah. Whether they're going to keep them, they want to hype them up so they give them a bit of confidence, or they want to hype them up so they can get some trade value for them. So every player is in the shape of his life. Everyone's having a great pra- a great preseason until they get traded. Or cut. Or cut.
1: So it'll be all right as long as he doesn't get hard on. Is that what you're saying? Okay, I mean, so now we'll- we need to take a look, <laughs> a look at some <laughs> player transactions
0: <laughs> and uh, what they mean for the teams involved. So, uh, Griff, you want to take lead us on this one?
1: Yeah, so I was just looking, because it's been weeks and weeks and weeks since we did this, and I was just scanning through players, where they've gone, who they've been cut from. Um, uh, the first one that stuck for me was Jeremy Langford, uh, formerly of the Bears, as we were just talking about, uh, a third down back, receiving back specialist, really, signed for the Dolphins. Now, they've got Frank Gore and Kenyon Drake in as one and two in their backfield, but change of pace back I like him I thought he was good at the Bears a little bit unlucky to find himself cut out of what was um, a a good backfield last year with Cohen and uh, Jordan Howard he was probably surplus to requirements there but if he can't carve something out of the Dolphins I'd be surprised because he's a good player
2: I think he goes in at number two spot you know Frank Gore's brilliant but he's Ancient.
1: Yeah, he's, he's he's to back up Kenyon Drake, Frank Gore. Yeah, you're not going to see much out of him. I hope so. I mean, I was impressed. Uh, averaging 10.2 yards on 41 career receptions from the backfield, that's not bad.
4: But we've been saying Frank Gore's been finished for years, and he just keeps coming back, and he just keeps playing, and the man never tires, he never gets injured, he just gets older.
1: Yeah, that's true. I, I, I'm I not sure. <sighs> Clearly, Kenyon Drake's going to be the number one. He's oh, going to have to... F- fall off his own feet to not be number one it's how much use they're going to want they might just use Gore at the goal line
3: that's what I think they'll use him for yeah
1: I I think you're probably right Uh, and again we all know running backs get injured at a higher rate than virtually anybody else other
4: than Frank Gore who never gets injured when
1: Kenyon Drake goes down they slot Frank Gore in but for me Jeremy Langford that's a good pick Uh, yeah anybody else off the list of things I've given you anything take your eye
3: well, we've got to talk about Eric Decker, haven't we? Um, you know, I know a lot of you think that this is quite a good signing. Griff, in particular, you you think that does does the Pats well, don't you? You think I, he's I a think great replacement, a replacement for Edelman. Edelman? I
1: don't think there was anything better on the market.
3: Yeah, I, I think well. he's. I think I think I think he's one of these players. <laughs> go on, go on. He's just flattered to deceive this guy. I think he's had a very up and down career. Who, who would
0: you
1: have had over Decker for four games as a replacement?
0: He He's for
3: no one better on the market
2: than what? Eric Decker. Go on, Des Bryant.
1: No, he's too disruptive, wouldn't take him, I've said this all along, don't so want him.
2: Randy Moss was disruptive when Belichick t- took him as well. Yeah, but
1: you're, uh, my opinion, I wouldn't take Des Bryant, I don't want to see him on the team. Okay, but he's the ba- same, we, are, we, we, we kind, kind of agree he is better than Eric Decker, right? Uh, so, I bet their touchdown totals aren't that far apart. So
4: Eric Decker, the fantasy runer last year. Was he?
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah. For sure. yeah. three of um, us.
1: Did- <laughs> <laughs> Eric Decker last year.
3: Did you not give Eric Decker a very big shout-out last year? Yeah, I did. Was he not at the Titans? And he was at the Titans. You, did you not say I, he was going to be the I believe be a I've
1: difference? written here, anemic offence. Yeah, but did you not say he was going to be the... my way I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure
3: you said he was going to be the difference-maker in the t I felt he should have been. I felt he should So it been. does kind of feel like you were having a bit of a Decker-loving.
1: I think he's a brilliant player. So
3: actually, you've almost gone double Decker.
1: Oh. oh.
4: I, uh, I I, I. props.
1: rate Eric Decker very highly And I will not hide that I would always take him over Des Bryant I think Des Bryant is on a massive decline And he's very disruptive Just but look at the tweets and things he's put out this week Slagging off former teammates Just get over yourself You weren't very good last year You haven't heard anything like that from Decker He's basically just gone I'll play, thanks very much And that's it Eric Decker was very good a few years ago. He was very good three years ago. He had a year injured at the Jets and then last year at the Titans when he didn't do anything, yeah. So, so he's got everything to prove, I think. We, it's a we, good signing.
4: We all agreed unanimously. I wasn't here for it. <laughs> but, Go on. And I didn't listen. No, I did. Um, Brandon Marshall going to the Seahawks, very bad. Did we agree with that? I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I just think... Okay, if you're bringing him in for four games and you cut him and he's just there to, to make up numbers, great, but th- there's better options. I, I, do, I don't see that as a good signing.
0: We'll see. Just to let you know, uh, Des Bryant has played 113 games since 2010. How many touchdowns? 73. Eric Decker's played 111 games 50? since 2010. 53. Oh, okay,
1: so not far off.
3: They both 20. had. That's quite a big difference in it, yeah, 20 but Decker,
2: touchdowns.
1: Dez Bryant's been a number one receiver, whereas Decker has not.
2: Decker's had Peyton Manning thrown to him for a good He did have Peyton well. Manning
1: thrown to him. That, that does help, but he wasn't number one receiver. He got
0: 13, 11... He did quite well at... De- he's he did very well, well at Denver. Really Denver. Yeah, yeah, of course. He had one good year at the Jets, I believe.
1: Yeah. He's so had
3: three seasons over 1,000 yards. Yeah. So... But
1: yeah. that's not the role he's going to be playing. You know, this is what I mean. mean for, it, it, for four it, it, games in replacement for Edelman,
0: I think it's a really good signing. There's a difference between being thrown at foot by Brady and uh, Mariota running around behind you.
4: <laughs> well, I, I think <laughs> also, Belichick likes a big, tall, bastard wide receiver, doesn't he? And Eric Decker fits the role of big, tall, bastard wide is receiver. Is that why you've
1: never been picked up by the Pats?
4: Because I'm a short, fat, bastard wide receiver, yeah. Yes, that's
1: it. <laughs> e- emphasis on the wide <laughs> and receiver. Oh, come on now. <laughs> okay, moving on from Eric Decker. Corey Coleman, first round pick from 2016, basically thrown out by the Browns for a 2027th round pick to the Bills. Um, anybody want to take this and tell me why they've given up on him?
2: Because he's shit. Yeah, he's not very good. Um Contrary to what I just said around every players getting hype around, around preseason and practice, Antonio, Call- Antonio Callaway was getting a lot of hype um, about being absolutely brilliant in practice. He's shot up to number two receiver on the Browns. However, literally in the last hour or last two hours, um, it's come out that he's actually. Uh, stopped in his vehicle for a traffic violation on Sunday night by the police and cited for marijuana possession and dro- and driving with a suspended license. Why would you do that? He had a character issue and I, I raised this when the Browns um, picked him. He had, a char- he had lots and lots of character issues coming out of the draft. The Browns took him I think in the fourth round and I called out that yeah, maybe not a great pick for the Browns at the moment with, with, with their organisation. They've now got rid of Coleman probably because he's had such a good practice um, and preseason, and now they're kind of back in the shit.
4: So wait a minute, this this is news to me. The Browns have made a not very sensible decision.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, that Yeah, be that's it.
2: basically it, yeah. But There's... then you, you uh, I think I said to you on the WhatsApp group the other the other day, the Browns have had between 2009 and 2016 10 first round picks and none of them are on the team now. None of them.
1: Yeah, that's a disaster. we, we didn't didn't the Patriots sign another one there one of the O-line or D-line players as well the other day, well, at the end of last season, I think. Is it Shelton? Danny Shelton? Danny Shelton. They got him on yeah. a trade, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, they're just they're just turning over the, the the players that used to be there. So, I mean, it's, it's not a bad thing. They're all players who've got now a losing mentality from being on such a terrible team, but...
4: I, I just need to make a very short mention. You said players who used to play on the Browns and turning over. Mansell no. Oh, I see. We're going there. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> that was a tenuous link, wasn't it? It was. Do you want to tell us about uh, Johnny Manziel's debut in the CFL? <laughs> the crap Football League. Uh, yeah, four interceptions in the first half. Yep. It wasn't good. And I will. three of them were on him as well. One of them wasn't, but one three one of, of them. One wasn't.
0: And they he weren't awful, you know. But, um, he had only he has th- three th- days. Team to the team around him is bad. Yeah, they signed like, him because they playing of the for league. the Browns and there's playing for whoever the fuck he's playing for. for the Alouettes. Yeah, the
1: Alouettes. They've even got a terrible name. It's like, worse than being called a Browns. That's, that's dreadful. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't good. Whether or not he'll get another opportunity, I don't know. They're, they're not guaranteeing that he's going to play this week.
2: Well, can't really blame him for interceptions.
1: But the, the guy that he stepped in to play ahead of was also throwing interceptions left, right, and centre because they are so bad. So. You know, with three days to learn the playbook and in an unfamiliar league and a a bad team, it it was never on to a winner. Uh, I I feel bad for him. He's clearly trying to do something, but...
4: Well, this this raises a point for me, right? So, who would you rather have? Would you rather have Tyler Bray, Chase Daniel, or Manziel? Manziel. So... This kind of People works. won't touch him in the league, but there's some ropey backups again.
1: Ropey backups again. You're absolutely right. Well, I think, think Manzel. Okay, yeah, he's
2: probably the better football player, but he just brings everything else with him, and that's for a backup quarterback. That's
3: just too much for any organization. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I think it's too much. Definitely, there's just you know Case Keenum. You know, obviously he had a great year last year, but he is the perfect backup because you know his wife makes great pancakes. <laughs> Um, you know, he he just gets on with his his job. He coaches young quarterbacks. He you know tows the the party line if you want to say that. And he is what you want. So yeah, yeah you do not need Johnny Manziel. I bet his wife makes terrible pancakes. Uh, yeah, uh, undoubtedly.
1: But then you just hit her and tell her to make him again.
2: Should not, not married?
1: Not married. Should we talk some transactions
2: that haven't happened? Um, yeah, go for it. Two specific defensive players, probably two of the best defensive players in the league: Aaron Donald for the Rams and Khalil Mack for the Raiders. Both holdouts, both still on contracts, um, but both looking for you know extended, long-term deals, deals with their team. Both of them are kind of you know defend, um, defensive player of the years, formerly, and probably the heartbeat of, the, of those teams. Def- Uh, defences now. Sorry, I thought you were going to say something.
1: No, he was just (laughs) joking with you. Yeah, I mean, we were discussing before we started that Gruden is basically not that bothered about keeping Khalil Mack from the way it looks. He's not willing to negotiate with him and doesn't feel that the defence was that good with him anyway.
2: Yeah, he's not even picked up the phone to him. As like a new head coach coming to the team, you'd expect him to pick up the phone to pretty much all the players, but especially your star players. You know, Mack is, okay, yeah, the defence wasn't great last year, but Mac is undoubtedly the best defender on that Raiders team you build
1: a team round, or a defence around yeah. that yeah absolutely so I'm surprised Gruden seems very much my way or the highway and I do wonder how much that's going to work for a man who hasn't been in the league for nine years yeah
2: could could you see Mac being traded
1: yeah absolutely if someone's willing to come up with the compensation for him
0: uh, who 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 can uh, but I don't, I, don't, I don't see him being traded really Nah, they'll just tag him. End of the year, they'll tag him again.
1: Not if Gruden doesn't want him. Yeah. They're all in on Gruden. They've, they've given him, what, a 10-year, 100 million yeah. contract? Gruden's going to get the call. And if somebody comes in and says, here's a first and second round draft choice, you're, ha- you're getting rid of Khalil Mack. He's going.
0: Yeah. I don't, that's, yeah. I'm not sure who would do it. No. But,
1: yeah, I, I don't see the same with Aaron Donald. I think they'll work it out because I think he wants to play at the Rams. Uh, so I'm fairly sure they'll sort that out, but the Khalil Mack situation is not good. No, it's toxic. If I was a Raider, I'd be worried about this coming season. If I was a fan, sorry. I I don't think... I haven't seen anything to get excited about on that team. Anybody? Anybody excited by the Raiders this year?
3: No, it's going to be really funny.
4: Has, Has anyone ever been excited by the Raiders? We...
3: Yeah, tell not for not for a while. They
4: uh, the Raiders cut
1: their uh, kicker from last year, as well, didn't they? Giorgio Tovecchio. Remember him? Came in for Janikowski, had a brilliant first game, and then went sixteen of twenty-one uh, field goals to finish the year. So he's been cut. Uh, they did sign a guy whose name now escapes me, Eddie Pinero, I believe. Uh, he's the kicker, but they've also signed Mike Nugent, formerly of the Bengals, effectively to coach the new guy. Uh, it seems to be that way. They'll, they've said they'll be disappointed if Pinero doesn't win the bat- battle. They're, they're, they're pinning their hope in the liquor. So, um, yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not convinced by the Raiders. They've done nothing good for me so far. Um, Kenny Vaccaro, formerly a Saint, he's been signed by the Titans uh, this week to replace Jonathan Ciprian, yep, who right. is out for the season injured. I think it's a really good signing, yep. uh, because what, 60 tackles in 12 games last year, three interceptions.
2: Yeah. They, also, they wanted to try and speak to Eric Reid, who threw <laughs> yeah. out a contract, but he couldn't get there because his flight was cancelled three, three times.
1: times. Yeah, it's, It seems like somebody's conspiring against yeah.
4: him. Kenny Vaccaro is a very underrated player. I agree. Unsung
1: hero. I'll be cheering for the Tetons again this year. I think they've done some great things. <laughs> I, I just love the look I get across the table. Honestly, that, that that team is is built this year. No, it's just hinging on Mariota being better. I,
4: and that I don't even need to, to
3: say anything; it's just it's all going to go wrong. So
4: <laughs> I, I was joking with the Chiefs last year. I wasn't. No, I, know. <laughs> um, I think you genu- You genuinely are excited by the Teton's chances.
1: Yeah, they, yeah, I do. I like Mike Rabble. I can never pronounce right. it. Rabble. He's a former Patriot, and I think I think they're going to do good things. Um, we'll see. I'm not. I'm not as high on them as I was this time last year. But they've made a lot of positive moves. I've just said the Raiders have done nothing. You look at what the Titans have done. They've made positive moves.
4: Yeah, but is still going to be running around like, the backfield, like someone who really needs the toilet but can't find one. I love
3: yeah. how everyone's come around to my way of thinking on Mariota. It works but for the Russell Wilson. Last season, you lot were all shooting me down. So, it's it, good. it works for Russell Wilson.
4: But they signed Eric Decker, and he was going to be so good. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's
1: it. I'm sticking with it. At the moment, I'm sticking with it. I think that it's going to be a tougher division this year, though, because Deshaun Watson back at the Texans, yeah, the Texans should win that. No problem.
2: Andrew Lutt back as well. Is now throwing a proper football.
1: I'll believe that when I see it. If, if he read, lasts five games into yeah. the year, maybe.
2: Have, have a read of Peter King's article on, on Monday morning. It was on NBC, and uh, he was at the Colts practice this last week, he's saying he's not... He's not 100%, but he's playing pain-free. He's launching balls like he used to but he Used to be without any grimacing on his face, and he, he's looking good. Deep balls? Deep balls. That's what I've heard. Deep balls to Tyler T.Y. Hilton. T. Y. Hilton.
1: Uh, anybody got an opinion on Randy Gregory being reinstated at the Cowboys? 18-month suspension for various drug violations. They need help on the defence. I just uh, read that as Randy Cowboys. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's him. Randy Cowboys. Um he's a he's a really disruptive player but it's a bit like Josh Gordon it's the similar situation for the Cowboys they really need him but you really can't depend on him so any thoughts on this at all whether or not this is going to pay off for them or would they be better off just getting rid and seeing if they can trade him or you know whether somebody will take a risk
4: I'll be honest with you I've never heard of him <laughs> does that help? Glad I brought this up
1: uh, no it doesn't help no
2: I mean, there's just, there's a history of, of players who have had off-the-field character issues continuing to have off-the-field character issues. Yeah, they can reinstate him. He might get one or two games. But, I mean, I'm not going to be surprised if someone with that history is suspended again at some point, either for drug use again or for something much worse.
1: Like? Well, domestic violence. I was just asking, like, I, you looked really sinister at me, like he was going to do something terrible. So I was just wondering. Um, so while we're talking about people who are suspended, Josh Gordon staying away from the Browns camp. He, he basically hasn't said why, but we know it's to do with his continuing rehabilitation. To allow re- all the drugs to leave his system yeah, continuing rehabilitation.
2: Now, <laughs> oh, you
1: cynics. Gary was saying earlier, Cleveland have got a great squad. He's still their best player when he's there. Are we as confident as their GM that he's going to be there week one? Does anybody think he's on the field week one?
2: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think it's been a, it's come out in, in the media. It's been a proactive measure. He's obviously gone back into treatment to get some help, and you know that's what he should do if he needs the help. If, if he's having problems, either anxiety or he's tempted by, by drugs. You know, he's done the right thing to go back into treatment and get it sorted and come back, you know, fresh and ready to play
1: again. If that's the case, it's not. I hope that's the case because. I really want to see him play all 16 games or as many as he can possibly be on the field for.
2: Yeah, I mean, he had 1,700 yards in his, I think his first or second season. 1,700 receiving yards with the Browns and, in, in know, 12 games yeah, he didn't in, play like games. yeah, I think yeah. you're right. I think, in 12 games, I think Brandon Whedon I think won even the court, in, Even
3: last year, he was averaging like 100 yards a game, wasn't he, almost?
1: I don't remember. He had a really good first yeah, game He had, back he had a
3: game. couple of low games, but he was still still performing. Was, oh God, yeah. Some of the catches he did
0: were, were still superb, weren't they? Oh, so, I, I think he's a little needed bit... needed to be with uh, Kaiser throwing at you, but
4: yeah. <laughs> he's one of those players, a little bit like Andrew Luck. You, you take him at 40-50%. He's, he's that much of a change to the team and the dynamic, and the team just looks so much more positive with him on the field that...
1: Well, it makes a big difference because the opposition have to cover him. They don't know which Josh Gordon is turning up. So they have to cover him probably with two players, which opens up the rest of your field. And now you've got Jarvis Landry playing on the other side. Your Browns team is better, but it still relies on Josh Gordon being on the field week one. Especially now we've just discovered that the Browns' second receiver is, is going to be probably suspended for marijuana problems. They might sign Dez. We've, we've had this discussion as well. They, they yeah. might sign Dez as a, as a stopgap. Uh, it would probably have a similar effect. People would have to cover des but with one player, not two like like Gordon has to have, so I think a lot relies on on him being fit and I really hope he is back but that Browns team last year got closer
3: to other teams they weren 't getting destroyed every week, some weeks they were, but not every week. Some and weeks
0: it was Kaiser throwing it away exactly yeah, time. so it
3: was very mm-hmm. close they you know they 've traded for well not traded they 've drafted you know. A potentially great quarterback, but you know wouldn 't have been the one I took but um, you yes. know you just don 't know that extra they might some of the games they lost last year they needed one more touchdown yeah I think there 's a couple of things yeah you 're
2: right they 've drafted a new quarterback, but they 've got Tyrell Taylor in as well who is an underrated quarterback he 's going to start week one at Baker's he 's going to be kept back they 've also got a new offensive coordinator todd haley 's come over from the Steelers that 's going to make a massive difference there 's not reliance on Hugh Jackson to make those play calls anymore you 're giving it over to someone who 's got a much better offensive resume. And, you know, they've got more players. They've got Carlos Hyde coming there. They've got Nick Chubb, the, the running back, they drafted. They've got Landry. They've got Count, Count Juco as well at tight end. So there's people to throw, throw yeah. to.
3: And we know that they've been they've been drafting well at defence. You know, they've got some monsters on that, on that defensive line now. So let's wait and see. Browns for the Super Bowl.
1: Uh, one last player to mention uh, Brandon LaFell was cut by the Bengals he'd basically been asked to be cut Uh, I was really surprised to see that since 2011 he's had 500 or more yards every year so he's going to be a serviceable third receiver on somebody's depth chart
3: he definitely needs to turn up somewhere
4: I'd rather have him than Eric Decker
1: Brandon LaFell thought he was going to be signed by the Patriots and the day they cut he was cut from the Bengals we signed Eric Decker and I really think he was angling to come back because Belichick loved him. So where he's going to end up, I don't know. But 500-plus yards over seven or eight seasons, that's that's really good. Like, for a guy whose name you don't pick out because he doesn't score a lot of touchdowns, he's not worth big fantasy points. But still, he's a productive player. They've got uh, Boyd, Green, and Ross ahead of him, and basically he, he didn't want to sit behind those three on the depth chart. So fair play to him, and I hope he can find some. I see the low disc space warnings come up on John's laptop, which means he's filled it with porn again.
0: You don't fill a laptop with porn anymore. It's so all that's a stream. <laughs> <laughs> You're still using dial-up, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a bit. Uh, you know, you wait all night. You might see a boob, <laughs> <laughs> and then you find out it's yours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, let's have a look at the uh, free agents. Uh, see if anyone uh, can pick a home for any of these. So, uh, for instance, Julius Thomas. Thirty years
1: old, Julius Thomas, and I would take him at the Patriots. I like when we play with two wide receivers, and I think our second is Dwayne Allen, who had two catches last year. Maybe not many. We need to get back to you know before Aaron Hernandez went off one and started killing people. But you know we've had good success with two tight ends who can catch the ball. Julius Thomas, can is you a good afford player. Julius Thomas? You're I think on. he would well, take what we offer him.
2: He'll be a minimum. Yeah, he's a minimum six
1: hundred thousand. Yeah, it's
2: not a lot. He he was a touchdown machine when Peyton Manning was throwing to him. You know, if Tom Brady's throwing to him, you'd hope that he'd and Gronkowski playing on the other side of the line, you'd hope that he'd be able to you know perform similarly.
1: Yeah, the Seahawks as well. They're in need of uh, a touchdown catching tight end. So
2: they're in need of receivers. Full stop.
1: Yeah, basically. So I think he's got a good chance of ending up at a decent team. Yeah, because he's a good player. Uh, Rashad Breeland, cornerback, was at the Redskins, I think. Again, he's put up some really good numbers at cornerback, and quarterbacks do tend to stay away from him, because he's very good, very agile, good at touching the ball away, perhaps doesn't make as many interceptions as he should, but passes his defence is good. Uh, Bucks and the Chiefs had two of the worst four passing defences last year. Bucks were The worst, and I think the Chiefs were the fourth worst passing defence last year.
2: Chiefs have got rid of their best cornerback. Exactly.
1: So, I would be surprised if he doesn't latch on to one of those two fairly soon. He
2: did fail a medical for the Panthers, though, which is a bit of a concern. Foot infection. Yeah. So, it can recover.
1: That's what they're saying. I think they saw that and backed out a little bit too quick for my liking, because they've still never replaced uh, your man that went... Josh Norman. That's him. Uh, So... I think they pulled the trigger a bit too soon on that one for me but uh, we've talked about Dez already the only destination that seems to be talked about a lot really is the Browns but I don't know why the Niners aren't interested
3: is yeah I, I really like for me you know we need another big wide receiver I just I because don't you don't it.
1: like Pierre Garcon
3: no I don't uh, like Pierre Garçon you,
4: you beat me to the Pierre
3: Garçon don't, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, Honestly I'm tempted To buy a Niners shirt With Garçon on the back Just to make me feel One a bit French And two so he fucks off So um, like, Have you ever done
1: that You bought a uh, shirt Of a name on it And the player left Every time That's a nice every Bowman time. shirt Up on the wall in here. It's still pretty isn't it <laughs> It um, is lovely
2: It its lovely Um Dante Pettis is getting A lot of rave reviews Yeah He's come in And he's done, done well Apparently Marcus Goodwin Again it's going to be he's so small yeah I, I completely agree with you I'd love to see Dez at the Niners I don't he's there he's gonna, for free I just don't think he's going to happen madness absolute madness
1: there's got to be a reason why everyone's sticking away from him
2: money I think it's money I think he's asking for too much
1: he only wants a one year deal though doesn't
2: he yeah but he'll still want too much for a one year prove it deal
1: maybe maybe I'm, I wouldn't be sold on him but fair enough um, Antonio Gates there's only one destination. If he plays, it'll be the Chargers. I'm surprised they haven't gone back to him because they've got nothing else. Virgil Green. Apparently they've spoken. And nothing's happened. And nothing's happened. And that's, but, yeah. that that tells me, again, it's probably money. He's going to want more than the league minimum.
0: Maybe there was maybe they spoke and there were stairs involved and he's... Well, yeah, I mean, that's, get up, <laughs> that's what I was
2: going to say. It's either money or it's probably more likely injury. Concern. You've lost one tight end to injury. Come on, what is he, 30, 38? 38?
1: The thing is, though, barely played last year. Yeah, but that's because he was old.
0: <laughs> well, because
1: yeah. Hunter Henry took all his snaps and he just played in reserve. But as soon as he got the touchdown record...
4: But that just seemed to be their plan last year. Oh, he's got the touchdown record. Yeah. Go in the dressing Out room. Out to
1: pasture. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> which means he's had a year of basically not getting hit, which yeah. is the first in his career. So He should just retire. Yeah, but, I, yeah. Be- I mean, agree. He was going to go into the Hall of Fame. He should retire, retire but... If the Chargers offer sensible money, I can still see him coming back. Because if they say, there isn't anyone else, will you come back? And you'll be guaranteed the targets, he'll come back.
2: I think he will, but it's whether they do or not.
1: Yeah, that's it. But I think it's Virgil Green is there. Is, I mean, who? I mean, they could sign Julius Thomas. They could. They could. Yeah. I don't think they will, but they could. Yeah.
3: Um, How has Eric Reid not been signed? Well, we, know well, we, we know why. why. We know why. about it. Uh, we don't really need to go into it, but what a player. Yeah, I mean, on his day, he's a top ten safety. It's... His brother's obviously in the league now, isn't he? Yeah, you know, it's just it's mad.
1: I, th- I still think somebody will pick him up. I don't think it's no. going to turn into a cap. He's not situation. on the list,
3: but you know, Bowman also not not picked up yet, is he? No, no, I don't think so. Still on free agency. So there's some great players out there. Um,
2: I think with Bowman, he is a bit older. He has had some pretty major injuries. Yeah. There's probably that fear going for it. but for it, it. he is still better than say, yeah, that are soon, signed. Well, as soon as someone gets injured, which you know, it all, unfortunately, it always happens at this time of year, you get the, certain teams are going to lose some big players. Some of these players will get picked up.
1: Yeah, you come back to this list in two weeks' time after we've had the first two preseason games. Because first game is usually the second stringers and third stringers. Then they play the first string players in uh, preseason week two. Come back to this list then, half these names will probably be gone because players will get
0: injured or cut. Yeah. Yeah. Have we, have we, we didn't mention in the last... But Any, any suggestions for people who may get cut? You know.
1: Yeah, the, there's a few... Uh, big names, you know. Big name players who might be cut. I I, I asked Paul to to come up with some for this, and Jim.
4: So, I took your suggestion, and I went in a very different direction.
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad I bothered to try and produce this properly. Of course you did. I- I've got a feeling Gary's probably going to say the same later when it comes to
4: fantasy, but we'll see. Oh No, it's, it's, it's not anything related to fantasy. I, just, I had a look at all the transactions in the league, hmm. and I picked out three good, three bad, and maybe, and a special mention. <laughs> <laughs> Go for gold. The floor is yours. The thousand yard rusher CJ Anderson. He got a thousand rushing yards last season. Wasn't it? In Thousands. about
3: six of the games, he got about 800 of those yards.
4: Imagine how good he had been in 16!
1: Did they not sign Darius Geis as his replacement? No. No? Oh, okay. Thinking of a different team. Apologies. It, it, Roy, Royce Freeman? Royce Freeman. Apologies.
4: Yes. So he's a panthers. I thought that's decent, Jonathan Stewart going as well, I thought that's a decent addition. Um, I thought it was a good thing that Bryce Petty was waived, because he's dreadful.
1: (laughs) Okay, yeah, that's true, yeah.
4: (laughs) Three years in the league, four touchdowns, ten interceptions.
1: That is pretty dreadful. (laughs) Yeah.
4: So, Mercedes Lewis going to the Packers. I thought that was decent, a tight end partnership with Jimmy Graham, supported by Rogers at quarterback. Mercedes Lewis, when he's on, we saw from last season, is fantastic. so I thought that was a good addition I thought in terms of bad Bryce Petty was signed (laughs) (laughs) so yeah he's picked him up he's gone to the Dolphins wonderful yeah so you know just him and Osweiler just you know just burning dollars outside the Hard Rock Stadium (laughs) so I also saw that the Saints picked up Shane Vereen remember him
1: yeah, 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 the yeah. running back, yeah.
4: Yeah, what's he done lately?
1: Nothing. Nothing. Was he even in the league last year?
4: I don't know. The Giants, wasn't
1: he? Yeah, he's the Giants. Was he? I don't Why? think he was. I, I don't, he, was in, had, he was definitely at the Giants the year before. He was the year before. before. We had Perkins. I don't think he's had a year off. Perkins Perkins well, I don't dark. think
3: anyone can remember any of your running back stable from last year, if I'm <laughs> <laughs> honest with you. Hey,
1: all in dark, well?
3: <laughs> yeah, at the end.
4: Paul Perkins, who was released. Good. That's right, because he was dreadful. So the other one I picked up Which came in my Cleveland frowns Last time Was Brandon Marshall At the Seahawks I've had a look at it again And I'm still angry (laughs) (laughs) So I thought maybe Was Courtney Upshaw I didn't He's gone to the Jets That's a team Who could do With a Courtney Upshaw So Alright Hasn't Last year wasn't A very good year But that could I wrote down Courtney Upside Because um, It got corrected On my iPad And I thought That's a good That's a good pun as well That could be a Courtney Upside um, I also got a special mention we don't need to worry about Aaron Donald because they've signed defensive tackle Chunky Clements <laughs> it's a great name I'd, I'd wave Aaron Donald I'd just let him go
1: <laughs> sorry Aaron we've replaced you with someone called Chunky
4: his name is Chunky <laughs> good for him and that would, that would strike fear in me as an offensive player what? Because he's stolen your nickname. No, just uh, who would you rather face, Aaron or Chunky? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I won't face Chunky if that's okay. <laughs> Do you reckon they call him
3: Chunky the Kit Kat Clement?
4: I just think he's someone who that that name strikes fear. Yeah, Mean Joe Green. I wouldn't want to face him, Chunky Clements. I don't want to face him. <laughs> He's in the same league as Mean Joe Green group, is what I'm saying. (laughs) are you? He sounds like a fat
1: kid who can't run. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Shane Vereen... uh had 45 uh, rushing attempts last year for the New York Giants, averaging 3.6 <laughs> 3, 3. yards. So, uh, the, one, the longest of two Giants
3: fans in the room didn't know he played Giants last year.
1: A longest rush of 17 yards. There you go. That's 10%. Of but total he did point. have 253 receiving yards. And wow. we all forgot about
2: him. <laughs> so, I did follow the instructions and looked for players that might be cut. Go yeah. on then. So. Some surprises here, some we've already spoken about already. Bears, Kevin White, can't see him staying. Um Ravens, RG three, they're not gonna get rid of Flacco. They've just got Lamar Jackson, I can't see him carrying three quarterbacks. Um Green Bay, Brett Hundley. They've got Deshaun Kaiser. I think yeah. Oss- Do we think Kaiser think outplays Hundley? Well, right? I think the preseason's gonna be between Kaiser and Hundley, and whoever loses that gets is gone. Um for the Patriots, Mike Gillisley. Yeah, could be. So the Patriots RB depth chart is, well, we have obviously got the first round pick, Sonny Michel, Rex Burkhead, James White, and Jeremy
1: Hill. Yeah. So the only thing with that is Sonny Michel has just had surgery on his knee.
2: Yeah, but then you've still got another three running backs.
1: Uh, yeah, Mike Gillisley is the one most likely to go, but Jeremy Hill, mm, I'm not sure. He's pretty good on his day.
2: Um, Lions, Amir Abdullah, he'd never really lived up to the potential. No. They've signed LeGarrette Blunt, and they've drafted on Johnson and they've got Theo Riddick still I assume yeah Cowboys Terrence Williams um so I wrote down here wide receiver is not a position of strength for Cowboys but Williams has had a pretty disastrous offseason he broke his foot so he missed OTEs he then wrapped his Lamborghini around a pole and was re- arrested for public intoxication he later blamed it on Vikings wide receiver Kendall Wright after which Terrence Williams own attorney said Wright had nothing to do with him Brilliant, so doesn't sound good for him. Who would
1: that leave the Cowboys with at wide receiver?
2: Alan Hearns, Michael Gallup, Beasley, uh, Tavon Austin.
0: Yeah. Does it matter if Dak's just going to throw it over them?
2: (laughs) And just give the ball to Zeke? Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. I just wondered. And then the real surprise, and I don't think this will happen to be honest with you, but it might spark the debate, um, Steelers to cut Levy and Bell.
1: not in a month I don't see it
2: happening but But he's on a second year franchise tag there's no long term contract coming he's not a training camp James Conner's getting some decent reps in, in in practice do like do the series just want to get rid of him and move on no, 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 I don't
1: think they will, only because they've persuaded Roethlisberger not to retire yep. and they will keep Bell there as long as they think they've got a Super Bowl window. At the end of this year, they could lose Bell and Roethlisberger at the same time and then that team will sink like a stone. Yep. They just can't afford to do it. I can see him being gone at the end of the year. I'm not sure if oh contract. Right, I think he, he will is. be gone. He's already yes. said
2: this is going to be his last year for so yes. the Steelers. Um,
1: I, I don't think they'll come because they can gain anything by cutting him. They might as well just ride it out and see if they can get
0: to the Super Bowl cool uh, so now the moment we've all been waiting for Gilo's fantasies Ooh. this week Gilo this requires <laughs> sexy
1: music over the top doesn't
0: it? we really oh, should really? that's why that's yeah. that weird <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: is that I don't want to pry too much but is that the noise you make when you're walking upstairs to see Kirsty
3: no I was trying to be a ghost oh I see
1: <laughs> right I thought it was your fantasy
0: noise <laughs> just a bit odd Normally, Paul, Paul might have be been playing... Uh, for some reason, the only sexy music I can have in my head right now is Careless Whisper. <laughs>
3: <What>? <laughs> I think that says more about you, John, than anyone else. You, you think oh, we yeah.
0: should follow Gary around with a saxophone playing the piece from Careless Whisper? And, uh, he, you know, he's never going to dance again. He's his feet have got no rhythm. But So it's time for Gilo's Fantasies. So, Gilo's going to take us through his five must-have must-haves for yep. fantasy picks.
3: Yeah, so Griff sent me a bit of homework. Um, obviously, I'm a self-professed rather than um, everybody tagging me with that fantasy genius. Um, so, there was a few bits that we thought would be good to go through. Obviously, people are going to be starting to organise their drafts soon. Um, sort of coming into the start of September, people are probably be doing mock drafts at the moment. So, um, it's probably a bad idea, because I'm sat with four people that in my... Mo- in our fantasy league, but we thought it'd be a good idea to go through what, what are must haves that you need to try and look for. So things that you should be trying to aim for. So, um, my number one focus normally whenever I go into the draft is to come out of the draft with the best stable of running backs. So, um, if your league has a flex position, so if you're playing an NFL with a wide receiver or running back flex position, you know you're often going to be able to play three running backs. Um, so it's a massively important position. It can be sort of you know a quarter of your points. Um, you know they do score, score a large amount of touchdowns if you pick the right players, and obviously again in standard leagues again that's worth a lot of points. Yeah, so just yardage. If you're not in a you know PPR league, it's not it's not the same. So yardage doesn't always get you anywhere. Sometimes you can have a running back that will score two touchdowns and run twenty yards, and that will get you fourteen points. Yeah. That's absolutely brilliant. Um, obviously, we discussed it briefly earlier, but they do have a high injury rate, and they also have a quite a hot and cold streak. So you can often find that they find some plays that that work quite well for four or five weeks, and you'll see. That the offense may go to a run-heavy offense for a while, and therefore, again, you can get lots of points. Yeah, um, it's quite.
2: There's also quite a few running backs this year as well. Like, I remember the last few years, it's like if you didn't get one of the top yep. two or three. You are gonna struggle with this year there's yeah there's a good six or seven running backs that you would be RB one.
3: Yeah, so and I'm not gonna name which ones I would take. That's not how I approach this. I didn't pick five <laughs> players that I would pick. Um I'm to you know, but I, I, no, I that's, would that's often the only reason we're doing this. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so but you know, I will often pick five running backs for my roster. Five running backs potentially some weeks I'll only play two of them that allows you to cope with injuries it allows you to cope with bye weeks it gives you good trade opportunities as well so if you can come out of any draft winning the running back pool I think you have a good chance especially later on in the season in fantasy Um, so that was number one Paul so I just want to
4: check so last season where at the end of the draft I ended up with Terence West at the end of our draft I did badly yes all right, cool. Just as long as I know.
3: Um, and then the next one is, so, a top 10 quarterback. And I, I mean a top 10 qu- fantasy quarterback, not a top 10 actual quarterback. So, I did a bit of looking into this. And, and they are quite often the difference in fantasy games. So, there's quite a big difference in the average points scored in a regular regular season, uh, regular league, sorry, between the best quarterbacks, fantasy-wise, and what you might consider to be a great quarterback um, in reality. So Drew Brees, for example, scored 262 points last year. Matt Ryan scored 228 points last year. Cam Newton, not my favourite person, um, scored 299.5 points last year. Russell Wilson, Seahawks had a pretty poor season, 347 points. There is a big difference between fantasy quarterbacks and real-life quarterbacks. They don't get as many points from getting driving a team up through the pitch and then giving it to a running back to run it in. That is not what you want, yeah. So you need to understand who are the top ten quarterbacks in fantasy and make sure that you get one of those.
0: Yeah, I, I last year I took a chance on Deshaun Watson, and I just I'd qualified for the playoffs by the time he was injured because he just made such a difference to me because. He was scoring 40 points a week. Yeah. Um, so you, you can.
3: there's two types, and it's important to understand which one you're going for. Brady will also score you nearly 300 points um, because he does throw for a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. So that's fine. So you either need a, a quarterback that will throw for a lot of touchdowns, or you need one that will run in touchdowns as well. And they normally will feature in the top 10 of fantasy. So you need to find yourself one of those. If you don't, you're gonna have players in your league that are gonna have one or two of those, one sat on the bench. Yeah. Um, so definitely one of my my key things. Um, number three would be a touchdown scoring wide receiver or one that is the focal point of an attack. So again, I looked into who were the top scorers last year. I think wide receiver is a very streaky position. You know, offence has changed through the season certainly they develop through the season as well and you're not really sure by week six or seven who is going to be that dedicated number two wide receiver I don't tend to invest too heavily on my early draft picks on wide receivers I tend to go for the middle of the draw once I've got one top-notch one Um, so for example DeAndre Hopkins was the highest scoring wide receiver last year 213 points he got 13 touchdowns Um, Antonio Brown 11 touchdowns 209 points But on the flip side, I know I picked him last year. I had Julio Jones, only four touchdowns, but still 166 points because every week he would be targeted enough to get to that sort of 90 yards. Keenan Allen, similarly, he got six touchdowns, but scored 182 points. So they either need to be a touchdown machine, or they need to be the focal point of that attack, and it needs to be quite clear. If the offense is spreading it around, then it's not necessarily going to be great for your fantasy. Um, any comments on that, boys? You all happy with that? Yeah. No, I'm
2: just remembering what a great season I had with Antonio Brown and DeAndre Hopkins Did last Did you pick year. up DeAndre exactly. Hopkins? No, I drafted him.
0: Someone, it might be a different league, but someone picked up DeAndre Hopkins uh, on the waiver while. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay madness uh number four so this one's uh, might
3: be a bit controversial but it's one that's probably changed over the last couple of years um and that is a kicker that gets you consistent points so we've seen since the uh, extra points gone further back there are more missed kicks um and actually you can see that it can make a difference so um this varies in average points per week by almost about five points so if you've not got a great kicker it can make a big difference um and it's also interesting to make sure you take a kicker where they will actually get a chance to kick field goals. So, for example, um, I took four bath last season for the Vikings. They, Vikings did okay, but at the start of the season, they weren't scoring many touchdowns. They were winning a lot of games by scoring three, four field goals a game. Um, so that's important. Again, the 49ers. So Robbie Gould was actually the second highest kicker last year, yeah. with 170 points. The 49ers, with Hoyer, because he's useless, couldn't score a touchdown. So if they got to the thirty-yard line, they were gonna they were gonna have to kick, and you have to think about your kicker. In, in you know, there's no point just getting loads of extra points. That, yeah. that doesn't help you out. You know, if if you take you know um, the pack, the Pats kicker, he will still be up there, you know, because he he is an accurate kicker, but he won't necessarily be the best. You know, certainly, um, who is it for the Packers? Gosh, cows. No, Cross, Yeah, he he didn't do particularly well because again, once Rogers was injured, you know, it's they still won't even get far enough down the field to get a field goal. And even if Rogers had been there, he'd been getting one pointers. So previously, I would never have taken a kicker till the last round. But over the last two years, you've seen that kickers go, you know, probably two or three rounds yeah. from the end. Now and you've seen have, Justin Tucker go. They have. <laughs> well, yeah, Justin Tucker goes. But actually, Justin Tucker wasn't the highest scorer last year. It was Greg Zerline. So. It has changed. People are taking kickers a few rounds earlier than they used to, and it is worth it because you could be doing yourself out of five or six points a week, and we know that games come down to less than that.
4: Just before we move on to the next section, can I check who had Brian Hoyer on the Gary Bingo card? (laughs) (laughs) See it.
2: I was going to say, actually, I completely agree with your point on kickers. So, like you say, Greg Zerlund is top scorer. He's got 170 points last year. That's almost 10 points. Well, it's over 10 points a game.
3: That's as good as a an yeah, so average, he averaged, tight, average he averaged, tight end. He averaged 13 points a week. And some of the yeah. some of the kickers, even number one kickers, that were in kind of like 10, 11, 12 on the rankings, averaged about 7.5 points a week. So, you're talking about, there's only, often there'll be 10 or 12 people in your league if you don't get a kicker within the first five or six people um, that go for a kicker, you could be landing yourself five or six points short every week. Um, and then the last one I went with um, was something that I've been going on about for quite a long time and the thing I feel quite passionate about, and I think it's poor drafting when people make this mistake. And that is not understanding your bye weeks. Yeah. So when you... You get into the middle of the season, you get some very heavy bye weeks, yeah. And if you haven't drafted correctly, and I know lots of people round this table, Paul, um, have done this before, you end up in a place where you either have to bench bench players, uh, you know, take awful people off the the waiver wire. So just I went through the you know some of the weeks this week this year. Um, so week week nine, Cardinals, Bengals, Colts, Jaguars. Giants and Eagles all in week 9 six teams you know there's across weeks 7 to 12 there's bye weeks every week and if you haven't taken that into account before you know it all of that you no know, value you put in your draft picks is going to be thrown away so it's really important that you understand when you've you've got your waiting list of who you want to pick where they fit into your into your roster and does it give you coverage and does it give you full control of your roster? Because if you get to week nine and four or five of your players are all on bye week, you've lost total control of your roster and you're at the mercy of the league.
4: I think that's a really good point. I mean, my drafting last year wasn't great. My Green Bay Seahawks team... <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: what I'm just trying to think what they were
4: called. When was, so, yeah, was...
3: so in week seven... The Packers, the Raiders, the Steelers, and the Seahawks are all on bye.
4: So the Packers and the Seahawks are on bye week at the same time again. Yeah. You're screwed. <sighs> like they do this to me every year. Are you going to try and sign Eddie
1: Lacey again?
4: Or... Yeah.
3: So yeah. So they were, I'm good. They were the five things that would be my must-haves in terms of how you approach a draft. If that makes sense I'm not sure if that's what you wanted Michael But I just, I, did. I
1: was happy for you to have free reign I just wanted to see where you go with it I, go. I think that's a very, very good uh, analysis Of five must-haves and Thank I've you just
3: completely screwed my NFL fantasy season Yeah, you watch everyone taking
1: kickers in the third round <laughs> <laughs> I'm, really,
3: I'm really just screwing with you all. Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh and we, all, we all mock Paul when he drafts a quarterback first But, you know, maybe if he picks up uh, Deshaun Watson this year And we all, we all cry a little bit because I think he's going to be uh, right up there, one of the first three or four quarterbacks off the board.
4: I, I genuinely go by stats. I take the person who got the most points last year, and I draft them first.
1: Yeah, so
3: obviously we've just talked about why you shouldn't do that. Um, and, um, you know, next week we will talk about some must-nots as well. So, um, And we'll try and help pull
0: towards a more balanced draft.
1: I, should, I shouldn't mock you. I, I finished way below you last
0: year. I had a really bad year. I love it when you watch um, the guys around us drafting and they've all got their. Some of the guys have their notebooks and they're there ticking players off. Oh, yeah, now look at the depth chart. And then Paul goes in, picks two quarterbacks, <laughs> their first two picks. Couldn't you draft RG3? Not that last the year before.
4: before. The year before, yeah, I had RG3. It was probably like my seventh or eighth. But pick, you had yeah.
0: three quarterbacks that year. <laughs> quarterbacks get you
4: a high number of points.
0: Last year he did have Rogers and Wilson, so that's true. Which to be fair, which and works
4: really well when Rogers got injured. That's true. I I, I just I just like to disrupt a draft. So I, I picked, <laughs> I picked Wilson so nobody else could have him. Yeah. Some people like to watch the world burn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Beautiful. So yeah, but yeah thanks Gary uh, for for that. Um, so quick look at the weekend's first round of preseason games so mostly Uh,
1: Thursday night games this week
0: so I'd
4: like to bring out early I think the Steelers is significant here
1: (laughs) 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 you have you've come prematurely there haven't you it's it's uh, the Steelers
4: the Steelers versus the Eagles
1: does anyone think we learn anything in week one other than which players are going home very early from camp
4: Mason Rudolph's going to have a fun time you reckon? Well, he's probably going to play, isn't he? Because that's,
1: that's a big thing, actually, whether they, they keep Mason Rudolph over Jarvis Landry. Not Jarvis Landry. Who's the Landry? Landry Jones, there you go. The guy that's been back up to Roethlisberger all this time. And has a, I don't know, 50-50 win percentage for, for the Steelers when he's played. Do they still have Joshua Dobbs? They do. So that's three decent backups they've got there. So I think there's, there's something to be learned there. They won't keep all four, so...
2: I think it's going to be inter- there are a lot of quarterback battles going on, obviously. Like the Bills, you've got Josh Allen, AJ McCarron, Nate Peterman.
1: That's uninspiring One watch. of them's
2: going to go, you bet your house on it being Peterman.
1: Well, he's been leading them in practice, apparently. But then he has the best grasp. Leading them what? Interceptions. No, leading leading the team, he's been getting the most first team reps.
4: He's been leading the defense practice, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. The <laughs> well, I mean, cornerbacks I mean, are looking invincible. He the is next the only season. one
1: with last year's with, with the playbook already installed to, to a point. So that must be a pretty crappy playbook. <laughs> <laughs> it just says hand the ball to Sean McCoy. <laughs> that's, that's all it says. Um, the guys in blue. That's all it says. I'm interested to see Texans and Chiefs because. Sean Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Now they won't necessarily appear this week, but that's what I'm looking for with those two teams. Uh, is these two players who I think are going to be excellent quarterbacks.
4: So, just as a point of crappy backups, who's the backup of the Chiefs?
1: Oh, uh, sure, I, I genuinely have I no genuinely idea. I genuinely haven't got a clue. I'm just look, someone's looking out I, I, I couldn't tell you. Uh, I'm going to say it's Chad Henner
4: Just because if, if Mahomes goes. Gets injured. I, I genuinely don't, you know, my prediction for last year may fail miserably. Chad Henry.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. And Matt
4: McGloin.
1: <laughs> I am such a sad motherfucker that I knew that. <laughs> he hasn't started a game for like 10 years in the NFL. That's a disaster. Yes, he's going to be a, a, a crap up, basically. Crap backup. That's where he's going to be. Um, I don't suppose Andrew Luck will play for the Colts, but we're oh, all waiting no to see him play. Um, it Really, all you learn in the first week is what sort of offense the teams are going to play. The teams with new management structures, what they're going to do. So, you know, I'm waiting to see uh, with the Eagles, Wentz or Foles or what they're going to do because uh, uh, well, Foles uh, is injured. He's been missing. Yeah, I still all week. don't
2: think they'd risk Wentz.
1: No, neither do I. Oof, no, but in the long run, through these four preseason games, they've got a decision to make there.
2: I don't think we'll see Wentz at all in the preseason. I think they're gonna keep him back until at least, you know, week two, three, four. I agree, yeah, absolutely. Just to, I mean he's the future of the fran- he's the franchise leader for the next fifteen years if he's if he's good yeah. enough. They're not gonna risk one or two games, especially when Nick Foles did a good job at the, the end of the <laughs> yeah, right.
1: MVP. The only way you see uh, Wentz start the season is if Foles is traded away to a team that loses their starting quarterback. Yeah, I can't see that happening. Um, it just depends. If somebody comes in and says, we have to have a quarterback, like it happened to Bradford a couple of years ago, it could happen. He would be the obvious pick if somebody loses a starting quarterback. So yeah, there is that. But other than that, I think you're right. I think Foles
0: is starting. Fair enough. So uh, any further business, gentlemen? No. no. No, I don't think so. Bedtime, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. You want uh, to snuggle? Uh, no. No. Uh, so thank you for listening. You can find us on uh, social media at uh, Belichick's World and on Facebook at Bill Belichick's World Podcast. We have a website www. dot dot com. So get in contact and help us shape the shows in the future. Uh, from uh, all of us here, this has been Bill Belichick's World, and uh, good night. Night, guys. Good night. Good night. Good night.
4: night.